0: Welcome back, everybody, to the Xbox Game Pass show. I am your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here with N7 Legend, or Sam. And we're glad you guys have been tuning in. I hope you guys have been enjoying this show. This is the show that brings you the latest news and leaks and upcoming games and first impressions about games that are currently on the Xbox Game Pass. And potentially other places as well. So even if you don't have Game Pass, you can still listen to the show and hear about the games and maybe you wanna pick them up individually or sign up for the Game Pass. We've got a link we'll be talking about later that you can use to help us out. And it also helps you out because you can get Game Pass Ultimate for $1. So stay tuned for that. But welcome back, Sam, how's it going?
1: I'm doing fantastic. Today is actually uh, my anniversary with my girlfriend. Happy anniversary, so honey. If you're listening, uh, then happy anniversary. <laughs> she's on a work trip right now, so oh. not sure if she's if she's watching. I know if she has access and she's available, she probably is. But if you are watching, honey, happy anniversary, and I uh, have a surprise when you get home. Oh, so.
0: that's sweet. Um, yeah, my wife uh, would rather watch TV than watch my shows. So cool. <laughs> it's good for you no she's a wonderful person and she just you know Thanks like i support i do so many shows uh, like there was a time where she would like tune into my stuff but i think she, uh, since then she's just kind of been like hey, i'm just gonna i'm gonna you do your thing like you don't watch me at work so i don't need to watch oh, yeah, you at work that don't kind get of me thing. wrong
1: give it a year <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs>
1: yeah give it a year and and you know
0: yeah so uh welcome back to the relationship lore cast um, <laughs> this is our no i'm kidding this is the xbox game pass show and we've got all sorts of stuff to talk about games that are coming games that are leaving and our impressions about some of the games that we've been playing but first sam has some information about uh some points that you can use in order to get some really cool stuff in a giveaway what's going on with that sam
1: Yeah, so I just discovered this, um, I think yesterday. I went on to the Microsoft Rewards app on my Xbox, Mm -hmm. and I was looking through how I could redeem my points, which, by the way, you get these points from Game Pass games, and these Game Pass games have quests. So you you complete certain objectives in the games, you earn the uh, X amount of points, the prescribed amount of points. And so I had 5,000, no, no, I had about 6,000 saved. And that's not like a ton, relatively speaking, but it was enough for me to buy 100 entries into a giveaway. That's and the giveaway bad. is they're giving away a VR, uh, an HTC VR bundle where you're getting a gaming PC with it. And the gaming PC uh, boasts an i9 processor and the 2080 Ti graphics card. Mm-hmm. So that's nothing to balk at at all. That's that's those are pretty good specs, you know, and there's oh, yeah. also a five hundred dollar Microsoft gift card with it.
0: That's sweet. Yeah, I have a, an i7 that's what three generations old now and a 2080 Ti. On my gaming PC. So, um, yeah. That's 20 How do you
1: like the TI? Uh,
0: I mean, that was the top end of, like, the previous generation of actual, like, I don't know, not ridiculous car. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous price, but it, it was kind of the top end. Um, it, it works great. It's the equivalent of a 3070, roughly, in the new generation of... And you can't find any of these things because they're all sold out everywhere, and the scalpers have got the only ones available and all that crap. Um, but... I mean that's an awesome way to get a PC, and that PC is going to run e- freaking everything on like ultra detail. So you're you're going to be good to go. That's going to be amazing. So good luck. I hope I hope you you get it, or one of our listeners gets it. You know that sounds like an awesome way to use your points.
1: If any one of us gets it, I think we should have like a massive pizza party, and you can invite <laughs> BuddyBot. <laughs> yeah, BuddyBot would uh, love it. Just because I've never won anything like that yeah so that would be huge for me
0: that would be awesome yeah and we could have like a i don't know like a sea of thieves night or something where they boot up their new pc and we all play sea of thieves together or something that works on crossplay. so anybody or maybe there's maybe there's a game that can like fit a whole bunch of us we could have like a big game party that would be awesome
1: i'm sure there's some game out there yeah
0: yeah Uh, If you have any thoughts about what game would be fun to play to get a whole group of us in together, let uh, let us know. Because maybe we can even just set up like a a regular game night or something. Um, That could be a lot of fun as well. So what else do we have going on?
1: So uh, I also wanted to kind of before we jump into this next segment, I wanted to make sure that people understood how Game Pass works when it comes to the revolving door of titles. Mm hmm. So, there are new games that come in every month, and they come in in two batches. They come in at the beginning of the month and in the middle of the month. And so, at the beginning of July, we're probably going to get a batch of new games. Sometimes, Microsoft holds those cards closer to the vest than others. Uh, And then, likewise, we're also going to see a batch of games leave at the beginning of the month and in the middle of the month. And so, we just had some games that left last week. And I'm just going to name off the titles and, and maybe you've played them. Maybe you haven't. But the first one is uh, that left last week was Ace Combat 7 uh, Skies Unknown. I played a little bit of that. It was like an arcade type of uh, flight simulator. But or plus, you know, make sure you stress the arcade part. Uh, mm. I love the fighter jet games. But for me, Ace Combat 7 was a little too arcadey.
0: Yeah, I haven't tried any of these. Just to be clear. So if you. If you go through one of these on the list, you don't have to worry about asking because I, oh, I, sure. I didn't yeah. actually try any of these. And I think they're all fairly lesser known titles.
1: They are, uh, at least in in my opinion, uh, because the rest of these I had never even really heard of. Uh, so there's Night Call, West of Dead, Wizard of Legend and Observation. Those have all left Game Pass. They left last week. So if you really loved those games, if you played those games and you just got to have it, i'm sorry but it looks like you're gonna have to purchase it uh the old-fashioned way maybe uh finding one of those you know cd key or code websites to find it or purchase <laughs> it through xbox microsoft store if you do that you might as well use our link right
0: oh yeah yeah and you get a discount if you are a game pass member then you automatically get a discount on, on the games so that's another thing you can do to help support us if you'd like um you can use our code bit.ly XPG Pass, so Xbox, XBG Pass, Xbox Game Pass. But Pass is the only word that's actually spelled out. And um, you can use that to sign up for Game Pass, but you can also use it to purchase anything on the store. And we'll get a little bit of a kickback from that. And it doesn't cost you anything extra. So feel free to try that out if you'd like. Um, if you don't want to buy it on the store, I, I recommend buying it on the store. Usually, if I like an, a Game Pass game, I want to make sure that uh, my save files and everything connect. And that i don't get like a different a separate version of the game that runs on steam or something and stuff doesn't carry over so usually it's worth even just a little a few extra bucks to just to make sure that that works for me um but if you don't want to do that another great place to go is uh either en- is there any deal.com or uh there's the other site that i use um gg.deals both of those are good places to find at least pc deals on games uh maybe not xbox ones but um those are some that i frequent regu- regularly that help me sort different deals from different websites
1: yeah and uh i also have used the gg.deals and uh i've used g2a as well before so you know if if it's not available on the store might as well check g2a that's probably better for pc games but Um, our next batch of games are leaving soon. So this is, this is important to pay attention to. We're going to go through them rather quick, uh, because there are a few of them, but they are leaving game pass rather soon. And this means either right at the beginning of July, or they are leaving in the middle of July. So, you know, if any of these sound appealing to you or you have been playing them, just be aware that they are leaving soon. They're going to leave game pass. Uh, you've been warned. So we're going to go through these rather quickly. The first one is Soul Calibur Six. It was added July 2020. I've been a huge fan of the Soul Calibur series, have been since three. Uh, mine is, pr- my, f- my favorite character is probably Spawn, but that's, yeah. uh, that's my, my history with, I, with Soul Calibur. But the other ones are Monster Hunter World.
0: I, well, I just wanted to chime in real quick. I, I, so, I've played a little bit of Soul, Soul Calibur, but not a ton, so I don't even remember which character that is. Uh, and most of these titles are fairly well known. So these are kind of bigger titles you want to make sure that if you if you haven't checked them out and you're planning to you might want to do it in the ne- in these next few weeks.
1: Yeah, these are these are large titles and so what this says to me that Microsoft is taking so many large titles off of game pass all at once is they're getting prepared to bring in new large titles mm-hmm. given how many first party studios are part of microsoft now i think we can probably expect that in july there hasn't been a lot confirmed yet but we'll get there uh so then like i said the next um big title is monster hunter world that's actually been on game pass since april 2019 that's a really long long time to be on game pass for a game that's a pretty long lifespan not entirely sure what went on at. Microsoft as to why they felt the need to take it off now, but it is what it is. Um, the game is exactly as one would guess. You go with your friends, you hunt some big badass creatures, crafting and upgrading upgrading your gear. The game has some RPG elements, and it's you know also from Capcom.
0: Yeah, it's it's a fun game. It's very Japanese. Uh, it's a lot of fun with your friends to run around and fight gigantic monsters, and then craft weapons out of their parts of their carcasses. So <laughs> if that sounds appealing to you, then maybe you'll want to check that out.
1: Exactly. And, um, you know, I know close to nothing about this next game, Outer Wilds, but I did watch the trailer that Game Pass provides, and it looks like an open world mystery game uh, that's about the solar system, which is trapped in an endless time loop. The narrative looks really similar to how the player drives the narrative themselves in Subnautica, where you go at your own pace, you discover and you unravel this mystery uh, where it looks like the story keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger the more you find out. Um, if that sounds like your speed, definitely check that out. The gameplay looks fun.
0: Yeah, it was. this is kind of more of a small studio kind of indie darling for a while. Um, although people have, I've heard have complained about, noticing that some of the stuff that they were hoping worked with the game uh, were limited by the fact that it was designed by a small studio so um but otherwise some people really really thought it was a cool game from what i've heard i haven't played it yeah
1: yeah i am a little bit bummed because i was keeping an eye on it and wanted to play it a little bit but i guess it's on its way out so maybe i'll try it maybe i won't The next one that's leaving is Marvel versus Capcom Infinite. Um, This looks like a typical fighting game. I really didn't hear much about it. I'm not too into the arcadey fighters, but if you are, this one might be, you know, uh, one to raise your eyebrows at.
0: Yeah, this this series has been around since I think the mid to late 90s. And this is the everything looks like a cartoon and you have a bunch of Marvel characters and a bunch of Capcom video game characters and the whole concept of this fighting game as opposed to other ones is air juggles <laughs> like that's you, you you try to knock your opponent up in the air and then you try to combo as many things as you can in order to hit them before they can regain control and then come at you again and then you can swap characters out with like these cool transitions and things uh you know lots of giant explosions and superpowers and stuff all over the screen so that's how that one goes
1: and <laughs> you know i don't want to sound cynical but that does sound a little bit gimmicky uh for it being its own you know iteration of the series it's um, fine it's fine again you know. you know i don't know because i didn't play the game so the next one that's coming out is the messenger uh and and or i'm sorry that's leaving uh the messenger is leaving it's a two-dimensional side scroller it's a really small file size at least on xbox and i think that's pretty uh worthy to note for people with xbox ones because the storage space on xbox ones isn't pretty isn't very large it's only, and so this game if you want to try it out go for it it's not going to take long to download it's only one gigabyte Looks like a fun arcade game if you're into the two-dimensional side-scrollers, the 16-bit-looking games, this one might be for you.
0: Yeah, it's a little Ninja Gaiden-ish if you if you ever played any of those old NES titles.
1: I didn't. Uh, a lot of my friends were huge fans of Ninja Gaiden, uh, but... Maybe I'll have to check those out. I think those are also on Game Pass, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh,
0: the are the there? the uh, the 3D ones, the like mm. the Xbox yes ones. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking like NES days, like side scroller original ones. Because I'm an old man, and that's oh, what okay. I think of when I see those games. Yeah, way because, back in the day. Because I played those back when I was like I don't know eight years old. Um, but yeah, those were, those games were hard. Those were hard games.
1: And I think they retained a little bit of their difficulty even after their, you know, their origins, uh, the way that they started. But the next game that's leaving is Battle Chasers Night War. Uh, I have yet to find a game on Game Pass that looked more Japanese RPG than this. So (laughs) this one looks like a a typical turn-based Japanese RPG. Dungeon Diver, overhead view, very similar looking to Diablo.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know a ton about it. It's one of those games that I considered trying out and I just never got around to it.
1: Yeah, and so w- that kind of brings us to our next segment, which is there are some games that are coming to Game Pass. Coming and so to Game Pass. Uh, one of these games that we're going to talk about first... One of these games that we're going to talk about first is coming very soon. In fact, it's, it's coming tomorrow because that is it's day one and it's launching on Game Pass. Uh, and, and if you're listening to this after the fact, tomorrow is June 22nd. So do you want to talk about this one a little bit? It has some mixed reviews coming out, Tom. Yeah. It's called Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance.
0: Yeah, I'm going to put it up on the screen here. I'm gonna make sure this fits on the screen first. Oh, I didn't, I I sized this for the last show and then I didn't size it for this one. Uh, Let me adjust the size a little bit. Um, There we go. All right, so I'm gonna play the video in the background so you guys can see it if you're watching us live or you're checking out the YouTube video. Um, This game is, we talked a little bit about it last time. It's Dungeons and Dragons, but in the Forgotten Realms and based around heroes from the the Forgotten Realms books. And it's, uh, there was a Dark Alliance series that was around, I don't know, 15 years ago or something like that. And it was more of like a top down kind of Diablo thing. This is more of an over the shoulder third person kind of game you can group up with up to four other people you fight a bunch of monsters you combo your attacks and you use your super powers and and if somebody goes down then somebody else in your group can help them get back up um i was happy i had fairly high hopes for this game but it looks like the early reviews are out and it got either middling or terrible terrible reviews lately, which is unfortunate. Uh, I guess the, the short story of it is that it just appears to be not really finished or balanced very well. So, for example, if you play single player and you go down, you just have to restart from the last checkpoint. There's no way to get back up. Um, different characters have different abilities and like heavy attacks and different amounts of stamina per thing, per whatever ability they're using, but they, it's not balanced So for example, the archer character will burn through stamina very quickly and won't be able to continue attacking enemies, whereas the barbarian character can't even burn through their stamina. It's, it's, it's like this is an early beta build with some very obvious problems. Um, some of the enemies, a lot of the bosses can just be cheesed. Like if you have a group and you just get them in a corner, you can just keep pounding on them until they die. Um, it's like little simple things like that, that you would totally expect wouldn't be in a game that looks as good as this does. The graphics look nice. You know, four player co-op games are kind of a big deal lately. You know, everybody likes to jump in a game like this with their friends. But it seems like a missed opportunity. I have to wonder what this game will look like in, say, three to six months with a bunch of patches and updates to the game. Um, it does seem cool, though. It seems like the kind of thing that you would want to play with your friends if you want to just you know fight your way through a dungeon, collect, collect a bunch of loot, and continue fighting your way through a dungeon. Like That formula works. It's just not finished is really the feeling here. Um, I don't know why they forced it out so soon, probably because they wanted to avoid the holiday season, but it doesn't seem like it's ready.
1: That's for, you know, from from what I've read, and I, I read a couple of reviews, and from what I, uh, what I saw, you sent me a video uh, review earlier from what I saw. That looks like it's right on the money, and it also looks like, and I don't want to be too harsh on this game because, you know, I want to be clear, I have not played this yet, but it looks like all of the areas feel pretty identical so the gameplay gets a little bit lackluster uh and it also feels like why should i care if i'm playing this game why should i care to get the loot from the monster do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's really like i hate that criticism i hate myself saying that criticism because i'm not a game developer and i want to give them some constructive feedback that helps them Oh, of course but That's kind of where I'm at at this point. It's like I'm watching this gameplay and it's like, yeah, but like, you know, there's nothing really compelling about this. There's very little character creation. So I don't feel like the character's mine. Why do I feel like I just have to fight this monster because the game wants me to fight this monster and not because I, I don't care about the loot that comes from it. I don't care about what might be behind the next door, since apparently the levels are very identical.
0: Yeah, it, this is the, this is in the vein of something like Diablo or Borderlands, in that you pick a pre-made character, right? Like you can't change the way your characters look in Diablo or Borderlands, other than the gear that they get, um, or like the color spectrum on, say, like the Borderlands characters and things like that. Um, so that's kind of par for the course, but in the way that that works you at least get better gear like you swap out your weapons you get better gear you get better armor you want to you're constantly pushing to get like the next legendary that you know helps you kill things faster and a lot of these games are like power fantasies usually especially when you're playing with your friends you you kind of grind through lots of enemies very quickly until you get overwhelmed until you've pushed too hard and then you've got to back up or until you get to a, a boss and you're not able to handle the mechanics and you got to think about it and go, Okay, maybe I need to do this when the boss does this or get out of the way when this happens. Um, but the game is, is, you know, fewer enemies, larger, more spongy health generally. Um, and and just a lot, a lot of things are just not that balanced. Like the bosses aren't that different. They don't do a whole lot of different things. Um, it, it has all the traits of a game that was just rushed out. And... I, I like to give the developers, uh, the, um, what's the, what's the phrase, uh, like, I can't think of the phrase. Um, I, I don't want to hold this against the developers, the people designing and coding the game, because most of the time, the developers have a sense of what really is going to work. It's usually the time crunch that keeps them from developing the thing that's going to work. So they probably had designed, uh, System for things that the boss could do or a way to implement a more balanced gameplay And they just weren't able to roll it out. So that's usually the way this stuff works out, which hopefully it sticks around long enough to Get some improvements and get some more development time behind it And maybe we should consider this a soft launch until six months from now And then maybe we come back and it's got a bunch of cool updates And that's the nice thing about software is that it gets updates it, like a game isn't necessarily dead if it launches in a not-perfect state so
1: yeah and that that's i think the way that we're headed we were already headed there uh towards soft launches long before game pass really got a good hold on the market mm-hmm. and i think that with game passes rise and in and the, the prolific amount of uh, releases that are coming to game pass that kind of thing is only going to increase because It is in the business's incentive to push the game out faster once they've marketed it because then they can secure the income. Uh, However, that's not really in the design team and the developers' uh, best interest because they want to release a a fully uh, functioning game. But I'm sure that they were told, you know, oh, well, with Game Pass, since it's all streaming and it's all software, you can change things after the fact in a jiffy.
0: Maybe. Maybe um, that was the just, justification. I'm, I guess
1: old yeah. fashioned because
0: I don't like that. Yeah, yeah. I think most people don't like it. it like, this is a. Whenever, whenever the people who are making the decisions, whether it's the people, you know, the the CEO of the company or the board of directors who just need to cash out on the game or whatever, whenever they make the decision for the short term financial gain, they're shooting in their, themselves in the foot in the long term. I mean, we saw this with cyberpunk. Um, we've talked a lot about it on the cyberpunk Lorecast. like they got they made a lot of money up front when the game came out, but then the reviews were all bad and the community sentiment towards the developer is damaged. And so now they're playing damage control. And in the first um, quarter of the year, they're way down on expected income. And that's what happens. And and you would think that the people who understand the way money works would see that, but I'm sure at some point it's a risk reward thing and they're going, okay, well, how much longer can we fund development before we're willing to make money back? How much money do you think we're gonna make back? Maybe if we push it out now, we can just recoup the amount that we put in. I'm sure there's a lot of other variables that go in with that. But yeah, as a as a consumer, I want my games to be awesome on day one so I can enjoy them. Yes, but that's just not always the case anymore. So I, I don't know what justifications were made in the background, um, but sometimes things just get pushed out too early. And it's unfortunate because the developers not the is, is the first person not to be surprised. Like the team of developers will know when that game comes out that it is not ready. And that's just the way it goes. Yeah. Cyberpunk uh, squid in chat says. Um, So, yeah, that's that's basically it. Well, we've got another game that's coming to Game Pass. You want to talk about The Ascent? I'll I'll pull up some gameplay for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So The Ascent is it's actually launching it's coming to game pass on day one and it's one of the games that was mentioned during microsoft's uh e th- and E th- uh e3 conference with bethesda and it is coming to game pass for pc console and cloud that's actually going to come next month uh near the end of july i believe the Basic plot of The Ascent is that it's a cyberpunk setting. The Ascent Corporation owns your whole district, including the people and yourself in the district. You're all employees of the corporation. But one day, this corporation shuts down for, quote-unquote, unknown reasons. So you have to fend off these rival corporations and criminal syndicates looking to gain a foothold in your district. Uh, To me, that sounds pretty typical, run-of-the-mill cyberpunk plot. I don't I don't know. Uh, you you know far more about the cyberpunk setting yeah. and, and things like that.
0: Yeah, de- dealing with the corpos and and you know, uh, yeah, totally. Uh, and the setting in the game looks very cyberpunk too. It looks kind of uh we're looking at the gameplay stuff right now and there's these like dirty over developed city streets and factories and and things like that and uh, the very beginning of the game you're fighting what look like these like mutant characters and doing a lot of running backwards while firing at things running at you and it's isometric and um what does this remind you of does this remind you of anything specific anything similar
1: i'm gonna sound like a huge normie when i say this uh but just watching the gameplay it reminded me of it's like I'm watching a cyberpunk Diablo with badass graphics.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of running away from things while shooting at them. So it, it seems like one of those games where, you know, like the left stick moves you around the right stick aims and you you shoot and you dodge and you pick up items and um, the graphics are really impressive. I'm in the little trailer that we're showing right now it's it's very early gameplay in the game so i would be interested to see how the game develops um as you progress what kinds of awesome weapons you get uh, all of that kind of stuff i think that's when it comes to these kinds of games i want like really awesome weapons i want to blow the crap out of my enemies and again it needs to be a power fantasy it can't be the kind of thing where you're just constantly running away from everything
1: yeah and I I think that we don't want to undersell the graphics here. According to Xbox and the developer, this game is going to support 4K HDR, 120 frames per second on Xbox Series X and S. And even if you're not playing on Xbox Series X and S, I'd be hard pressed to believe that these graphics don't look amazing because the like the shaders, the textures, like they all look really impressive. The reflections of the neon lights just off of the the ground and the water and in some of the, the shots really look pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, it looks good. And it's a co-op shooter too. So the gameplay that we were looking at was just single player. And so in that case, maybe you become a little bit um, overwhelmed and you have to do a little bit more dancing around. But when you're playing with a co-op and you've got other people, then you can manage you know, tanking enemies and um, working around them and drawing them in one direction while somebody else blows them up from behind and it, it becomes way more dynamic. So, yeah, I'm interested to see more. I think this one's going to be fun to jump into, especially with a bunch of other people. So if you're planning to try it out, let us know, because this might be a fun one to jump in with some of you guys.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I do want to give some credit to what looks like a really impressive game. Uh, The Swedish indie indie studio who developed it named Neon Giant. And I believe it's only it's a studio of only two people.
0: Yeah, that's. That's crazy. Uh, you have to wonder how long it took them to, to develop a game that looks this good. Because even the animations, uh, even though you're looking down isometrically at things, the animations are well done. The characters react and move and the, the people that you run by get scared and run away. And like, it, it, yeah, that's part for the course with a lot of games these days. But the animations don't always look accurate or unique in a way that, that at least they're coming off to me in this little preview. Now, maybe maybe you play through, you know. <laughs> 20 hours of this and you're just like, oh, everybody has the same ah runaway animation. I'm not sure. But <laughs> but for the most part, everything looks really pretty solid.
1: And, you know, this falls into a larger trend of, I'd say. Microsoft working pretty hard to bring PC looking games and games that were really engineered for PC to Xbox and to console. So as a console gamer, like historically you know i really appreciate that yes i am looking to get a gaming pc but that's you know my own choice uh for so many years i i just really longed for the fact that this game is so awesome but it's only available on pc and so i really do appreciate uh microsoft bringing these kinds of games to console gaming
0: yeah that's awesome i think everybody should have a chance to try stuff if they can and i know i've always been split i've always had consoles and pc and on purpose and invested my money in those things, because those are just kind of my main points of entertainment. I'd rather stay home and play a game than go to a movie theater or sometimes even go on a a vacation. (laughs) I'd rather just have a staycation and play games. Um, But there are definitely the types of games that I will rather play on PC. And then there's the types of games I'd rather play on the couch, on my, on my TV, on my console. So this is the kind of game that typically I would have played on my PC. But the fact that it looks like the controls work so well with a controller and you can play with your friends, means that it might be the kind of game that I will load up on an Xbox and, and play it on there. So um, it's it's one of those things that looks more traditionally like one, but works best on both, or works well for both. So awesome stuff. Well, Sam, why don't we med- head to the mid-break, and then we'll be back for the second half of the episode, where we talk about the games that we have tried out recently on the Game Pass, and give you some of our first impressions. <sighs> So first of all, I wanted to say thank you again for tuning into the show. I hope you guys have been enjoying these. We have a lot of fun talking about games and trying out new games and uh, having excuses to play things with the community. And speaking about playing things with the community, I'm gonna have, uh, (laughs) well, (laughs) we have a huge update that's coming to Sea of Thieves. And I was considering trying uh, Dark Alliance tomorrow, but with all the eh reviews, I think I'm gonna do the Sea of Thieves one in order to play you know, a pirate game with Jack Sparrow and do piratey stuff. So I'll probably be playing that tomorrow, uh, most likely with my son and some of some of the people in the community checking out a lot of the new content because that update's going to be huge. So um, let us know if you if you're playing Game Pass games and you want to find people to play with, let us know. Uh, we should probably start a channel on the Discord for like just like grouping together like Xbox Game Pass you know, group up, hang out channel. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, and you know, if you're just jumping into something, you've got some time to play a game, you can always just post in there and be like, Hey, anybody wanted to play this and see if anybody responds. Cause as the community continues to grow, you'll probably get more and more responses. Um, plus we'll probably get to know a little bit more about the regulars. I mean, Sam and I know some of the regulars from the other shows, but I'm sure there are some people tuning into this show that we haven't really even met yet. So it's, it's always fun to meet everybody. Um, but, It's the middle of the show. So I have to thank you guys for listening and let you know that we are only going to be as successful with this show as you guys are able to help us with that. And it really comes down to your support. We don't pay for advertising. We don't, you know, uh, this isn't, The kind of thing where we're going to put, you know, the show up on billboards and things because that just doesn't work for podcasts. But what works for podcasts is when the people from the podcast tell their friends or leave ratings and reviews. So if you do leave a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts, all you need is an Apple account. Even if you don't listen on iTunes or on Apple Podcasts, then we will read it out on a future episode. So we would absolutely love the help. And whatever you guys can do to help out the show would be highly, highly appreciated. So, thank you again for listening, and thanks for considering even just helping out a little bit. Why don't we move on with the rest of the show?
1: Looking for an RPG podcast that isn't just D and D? Roll to Cast is the answer. No, no, wait, sorry. What games have we played so far?
0: Well, we've done Cyberpunk twenty twenty. What
1: does it mean? to have a voice.
0: And there's going to be something big coming, Chumba.
1: Hey, If you're listening, I won. I beat you. You suck. There was a time when we were slamming things against our phones. and <laughs> Vampire the Masquerade. Chloe, Sam. You can't use those words. He's going to grab Vincent, press him against the wall. I mesmerise him. This is Adelaide's Anarch Movement. First out of your chair, your hand goes to your gun and you draw.
0: Hulk Cthulhu. I told you I had it. Yes. Oh, we the creeps going. I love it so all right, much. All
1: right, all right, Screechy child. Roll to Cast. R O L E. A new game every season. Original music. Original stories. <laughs> Interviews with the creators. And delightful Aussie accents. Listen to us on all good podcasts. You can
0: support us on Patreon for bonus content. That's Roll to Cast. R O L E. Come discover a new world. All right, here we are with our recent gameplay impressions and Sam and I, as usual, try out some of the most recent games and get a chance to talk about them with you guys. And Sam, do you want to go first or should I go first?
1: I think I'm really, I have a lot to talk about with the first game that I'm going to
0: mention. So why don't you go first? Okay, yeah, it does look like, I'm looking at your show notes here and it does look like you have a lot to talk about. So my uh, mine can go pretty quick. I tried um, two of the smaller games, two of the kind of, I guess, indie or slash smaller kind of early games. Um, both of these games, well, uh, Monster Train and Knockout City. That's what I'm talking about this week. Monster Train, is I believe an indie developer and knockout city, I believe is EA. I think I can double check that, but I believe that's what it, what it is. For some reason, that's the way it is in my brain and, um, monster city, let's or monster train, knockout city, not monster city and knockout train. Although those both sound kind of awesome too. monster train is a, okay, here's the, here's my description. Ready? You are in hell commanding demons, on a train trying to escape hell and having to fight their way out through angels with cards. <laughs> That's
1: <laughs> so it's like the screw tape letters means doom <laughs> meets solitaire.
0: Yes. Yes. It, it is a, like a 2d turn-based kind of combat system where the train has multiple levels. And when I say multiple, like four, and the core of the demon power or something is on the fourth level of the train. And so on the world map, you pick like a path. Do you go left or right? And if you go left, you get maybe to stop at these locations. And if you go right, you get to stop at these locations. And it's a um, a roguelike. So If you only get so far, then you get XP and unlock some other stuff, other card packs, other special cards you can use, and then you start over again. So uh, I just have to pat myself on the back here. My first attempt to play through lasted about two hours, which is really long for the first time you play a roguelike because usually you get like 20, 30 minutes in, you die, you start over, right? I got all the way to the boss of the game. I fought Satan. (laughs) in hell no it wasn't satan i'm sorry it wasn't Satan. it was there's an angel and the angel has a certain name i didn't fight satan what, what am i thinking about fighting satan i think i played some other game recently where i fought oh i was playing um i was playing uh, uh hades and i fought hades not satan uh, that was a different game but in this game i made it to the final boss and got to the second phase of the final boss and lost um final phase of the, i guess i should say the final phase of the okay let me explain so as you go through the game you end up at a place where you stop and then a bunch of angels attack the train and then you get to open up your cards and get dealt like say five cards and the five cards are spells and characters and so you can place a character say on the bottom floor of the train and then Let's say let's say you get three gems you can use and each card is worth one gem or two gems. So you let's say you play three cards, you place two characters on the first floor and one character on the second floor. And each of those characters has a certain amount of hit points. They do a certain amount of damage. They have certain kinds of attacks. Maybe they attack twice for this much damage or once for this much damage. And then the angels rush the train and say the first two show up on the bottom floor. And then they attack your dudes and your dudes attack them if they're still alive. And then the next round goes and you get five more cards and they all come out of your, your your deck. And maybe you can use a magic spell to buff your first character and give him some armor so that he can stay down on the bottom floor and fight more angels. And maybe you get some other cards that drop some more guys in or whatever. And you fight off all the angels, you keep your core safe, your train keeps on trucking. You get to some other stop and maybe you get to buy upgrades, right? and then rinse and repeat from different kinds of upgrade, upgrades, different kinds of stops, different kinds of enemies, different sections of the map. You make it through one section, you go into the next section, you fight a boss, you get through that section, you go through another section, rinse and repeat. And as you're going, you become more and more powerful because you've been upgrading your cards and upgrading the things that you can do while fighting through all these enemies. So it's fairly dynamic. It has a lot of the same kinds of aspects that you would have in any roguelike, whether it's a card game or not, where you get stronger and stronger as you work your way through the level progression. But you're limited by the cards that are in your deck. So you get to the end um, being whenever you lose. And for me, I got all the way down to the the final boss and got I don't know, I I was up against a character with like 2,500 hit points, and the previous boss I fought had like half that many hit points. And my characters have like 20, 30 hit points. So I got to this character and just kind of just got my butt handed to me and then I was done. But of course I leveled up, I was able to pick some upgrades, unlock some new cards in my deck that weren't in my deck before. And then notice that like, Oh, there's only two types of demons that I was using, but there's something like 20 types of demons you can even unlock for other decks. And so there's a lot of potential to really customize your deck, try different cards and on those kinds of things. So, um, well done. Other than I'm a little bit confused as to my ability to get all the way to the boss on my first playthrough. either. I got really lucky. I'm really good at these games, which probably isn't it. Or, it's just not balanced in a way like maybe they want you to get as far as you can until you get in and that's the point you're gonna die at every time usually excuse me i've got weird hiccups um so i'm not sure exactly what's going on with that but it seems like the kind of game that you could play and then you know like once a day like you sit down you do your run you see how far you get And you're like ah i got this far maybe i'll try using these cards next time and then you run do a run and you get this far and you know and that's usually how i play roguelikes like uh the binding of isaac i'll I'll, you know maybe sit down and do a run or um or card games i play games like hearthstone where i'm just like i'm just gonna play one or two hands and then i'll i'll be done and that's just the the one or two hands of the game i wanted to play that day and i'll go do something else but the fact that it took me like two hours to get to the boss i don't know maybe that was also just me having to make decisions that i hadn't made before so it took me longer to make those decisions i don't know
1: now you <laughs> you like card games you obviously you like the elder scrolls i have to ask do you like the elder scrolls legends
0: mhm yeah i played that a good bit as well um i think i like hearthstone better but i do like the game
1: I think the Elder Scrolls Legends and I used to play it on mobile a lot and then Mm -hmm. it came to, I think it was first mobile and then it came to PC and and then I got it on my MacBook. Um, And I loved that game. It was one of my favorite games to play when I was traveling. Uh, Awesome game to play where I faced off against friends of mine who, you know, my, my friends also love Hearthstone, but we're also all huge Elder Scrolls fans. So it was nice to see that game or, or that that uh, that that kind of game in that universe. And so I'm bringing this up because if someone from Microsoft is listening, I would love <laughs> to see the Elder Scrolls Legends brought onto Game Pass. Yeah. And it's only a fit, right, since it's the Elder Scrolls and all, almost all the other Elder Scrolls games are on Game Pass now. And so if it could possibly be ported so that you can play on a console which i don't see why why it couldn't be it's not an incredibly complicated game mm-hmm. uh, i would love to get that as well um i would dive right back into that in a heartbeat and although i think that they had announced that support was finished yes
0: for the elder scrolls yeah Legends. they're no longer in active support of the game so I'm, I'm guessing they they were able to make the money that they could and then they saw a decline in the in the user base to a point where it just didn't make sense to continue investing in the game so um, yeah, you know, it would be it wouldn't be a bad place for the game to just kind of, you know, go into hibernation and just be there for people. But it also would be a place where they'd up the player base, at least for a little while if it showed up. Um, but then again, it. Oh, yeah. Not, I know yeah. It not coming to console, though, like they'd have to have active development to make it work for console. So I, I don't know that I see that coming. But yeah, this game has similarities to that, um, but it's set up in a very different kind of way uh you should give it a try because i think if you like those games especially the elder scrolls the way that like it sets up the lanes imagine that but sideways with layers and you kind of have something very similar yeah, I get but it things that. then move up the layers as each turn progresses um so yeah s- similar kind of thing just not elder scrolls focused and you're demons fighting angels on a train so there you go that's that's monster train um the other one is knockout city this one i tried with my son because he likes these kinds of uh you know just jump in get in the in the game with a bunch of other people you know kind of two teams shoot at each other that kind of stuff like anytime you have kind of a cartoony sort of and this game is clearly focused at kids so these, this these these are like kind of cartoony graphics kids playing um dodgeball basically is the whole premise you spawn in you're two teams of four you run around you find a ball you find somebody you throw the ball at them they can try to catch the ball they can try to dodge the ball they can try to if they have a ball in their hands they can try to block the ball there's different kinds of balls you can find that have different kind of power-ups and then if you get hit twice then you like despawn and then you respawn in the game And there's different maps with different kinds of things that happen. Like you get shot through tubes or there's multiple layers on a rotating thing in the middle or, you know, like that kind of stuff. Um, It feels very early. It doesn't have a ton of customization for your characters, which usually you'll see in something like this. The gameplay seems fairly cut and dry. I don't know that there's a whole lot of depth to the whole mechanics of it. You either time your catch correctly or you don't and you get hit. Um, There's not like it's not like you can change your weapon loadout because you pick up the balls in the level. So it seems kind of limited. The closest thing I can relate it to is maybe something like Splatoon in that it's 4v4 on a map and you're trying to kind of compete against each other and you have a kind of rather relatively short time limit, kind of cartoony. But the beauty of Splatoon is the whole covering everything with ink thing. And by the end of the match everything's just like wet with ink and multicolored, and it just looks awesome and when you kill somebody they splat and there's cool effects for like somebody gets hit by a ball and sparks go flying or whatever but it's just not it's not as i don't know there's something i i don't want to say delicious about splatoon but like it's so colorful Do you mean spectacular not spectacular like so color like you could imagine that the the ink and in splatoon was like ice cream or something like really bright colorful like food like candy you know like, so
1: it's like fantastical
0: i guess yeah yeah i, I almost want like i don't know uh, it doesn't make any sense but i almost want when i hit somebody with a ball for like things to splat you know like i, I want like i i want it to affect the world and i want more color in it like if if you're gonna go cartoon then go all the way cartoon don't go kind of partway and make something that looks like it's just kind of like you know slightly weird looking humans who all look like kids that look like these like i'm too cool cartoons you know like that's eh nobody really wants that like instead make a cartoon character that when you hit him with a ball he explodes and then you get like you know, like confetti everywhere and it, and it lays on the ground. And then when you run past it, it moves or something like the, the world just doesn't feel that dynamic and hitting somebody doesn't feel like, like a super awesome event. You know, like I, you want it to feel like, yeah, I nailed that guy. You know, like, like in dodgeball, when you hit somebody, when you we were a kid and you hit somebody with the, with the ball and dodgeball, you felt awesome. You were like, I got you right and when you dodged a ball coming at you you're like whoa and usually it, it wasn't you were just lucky the person didn't throw it very well but you felt awesome you know that's what I, that's the feeling i want
1: now i'm going to be the dark demented person on this show <laughs> and i'm going to ask what if you combined that game with something like blitz the league and so <laughs> yeah what right. resulted was something along the lines of Hitting someone with the ball in Vats mode
0: and their yeah, bloodbath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I think you either need to go one direction or the other. It either needs to go more visceral, visceral and ridiculous, and shoot for like the teenager rating. And yeah, and you throw a ball yeah, and like take takes a dude's Tarantino. head off. Yeah, it takes a dude's head off. Or they they like it's a bomb ball. It hits something. They just explode. And now there's like arms and limbs and just blood all over the place, which would be fun. Uh, Because, you know, cartoony violence is great Um, or it needs to go more cartoony and more childlike. And it needs to be like, you know, food fighting each other. And then you hit the banana and the banana splats and now you've got banana goo all over the place. You know, like that sounds fun, you know, or like, you know, your balloons or eggs or or something that pops, you know, and then you get, you know, like things go everywhere. Lots of color, you know, like fruit battle. I don't know, but Little, little kids just running around hitting each other with balls, but jumping really high in the air like a video game. It's, it's okay. I don't know. It's not inspired. That's just kind of my feeling about it.
1: Sorry right for like 30 minutes. An yeah. Hour.
0: Yeah, and even even my son hasn't said Oh, I want to play that game again like He'd rather just go play Minecraft, you know, but if you play a game that he likes he'll say hey, can we play that game again? Like he'll let me know um, but no Didn't even bring it up. So that's that's, uh, who knows maybe they'll keep adding more stuff to the to it and it'll keep developing but for right now it's it still feels early and kind of uninspired to me so those are mine um what do you think about your games which one are you gonna start with
1: so i've been playing a few games lately and uh i'll I'll say all three and then i'll go through them excuse me So, I've been playing most recently uh, Wolfenstein, The New Order. And after that, uh, I was playing Overcooked 2 with my girlfriend. And I was also playing a little bit of Cities Skylines. So, a little bit about Wolfenstein, The New Order. We spoke briefly about this on the last episode about how I was planning to play it. And time flies. It feels like last week was yesterday. Yeah. But honestly, I... I kind of didn't expect a lot from Wolfenstein. I, my expectations have been surpassed. Uh, oh, nice. Like, absolutely. Like what made you change your mind? My expectations were rather low and I have been really, really impressed. I guess I, I just saw Wolfenstein as one of those typical, uh, shooter games that i just never tried because it was nothing more than surface level aesthetic if that makes sense right? yeah i didn't really give any credit to the story yeah a a story which i didn't know yeah and so what changed my mind was you know for context this this game takes place during world war ii which is a favorite setting of mine i've remarked on the mass effect lore cast a couple of times that that Tom and I need to really start a, a World War II history lore, uh, lore, cast, but history cast. Yeah, uh, right. and it's set in a universe where Axis powers win. The Nazis are super advanced. Uh, they have like things like giant Tesla coil robots and Robo dogs, and so it's a really interesting setting. So not only have the ro- not only have the Nazis and the Axis powers won World War II, but they are far ahead of the Allies. And so this, that, that means that this series has something along the lines of um, a Man in the High Castle and Vive la Résistance types of vibes. Except La Résistance is in the United States at this time. And it's, it's like I said, if you've ever seen Man in the High Castle on Amazon, it's it feels like Man in the High Castle the game. Although it's not fair... To say that, considering that this game actually has a pretty long history behind it, before id Software revived it, I believe a different studio named Muse Muse something had, had pioneered it. Is that right, Tom? You're more familiar uh, with Wolfenstein than I am.
0: There was, yeah, there was uh, in the early aughts, there was the Wolfenstein, um, I don't remember the name of it, and it had kind of an okay single player, but the multiplayer was really good. It was like 2004, maybe. Um, but I don't remember the name of the developer, but that might be who you're talking about.
1: But you know what I mean when I say that this game is is so kick ass. Like <laughs> this game is the definition of kick ass. Oh yeah. Where yeah, yeah. it's like, you know, in between awesome guitar riffs and killing Nazis, and I, I want to say it like uh like Aldo Rain in Inglorious Bastards. The killing Nancy's <laughs>
0: Killin
1: <laughs> because Nancy. you look like your character, your character, your character, Captain. Bl- uh, I think his name is Blachowitz or something Blazkowicz. along those lines. PJ, Excuse me, you're gonna have to yeah. uh, if you're a hardcore Wolfenstein Blaskowitz, yes. Yeah. Be, uh, so, Captain Blaskowitz, he looks like Hugo Stiglitz from Inglorious Bastards. And uh-huh. every time I say that name, I think, Hugo Stiglitz, big it down. You know? <laughs> okay. It's, it's just, if you loved Inglorious Bastards, if you loved Inglorious Bastards, you gotta play this game because the atmosphere is just very, like I said. It's between the awesome guitar riffs and the soundtrack and killing Nazis. It's just, you know, it's very fast paced. But but the other thing that I really love about this game is it doesn't have to be, you know, it, it, you can really be a punch him in the face type of gamer if you want to play that way mm. and get your power fantasy fix in. your like, you know, I need to kill something now type of fix. If you're feeling particularly Krogan like, uh, And if you instead want to feel a little bit more Solarian-like, and I'm I'm making these Mass Effect (laughs) references on purpose, but if you want to feel a little bit more Solarian-like and and maybe be a little bit uh, stealthier, you can do that too. And in fact, you would be going back to how the game I guess originally started as a stealthy mm. top down, uh, over the head camera type. Oh, of game. you're talking, uh, you this is, I'm talking about, you know,
0: like you're talking like about the first 20 20 Wolfenstein, not Wolfenstein 3d, the first id Wolfenstein right. uh, stole the name from the other developer who created the first Wolfenstein that you're talking about. Um, the roots of this game actually go to Wolfenstein 3d, which was an id game, uh, 2000, I'm sorry, 1991, 92. And that was their first game to do what appeared to be uh, first person 3D. It was the progenitor of Doom. It was the engine they developed that eventually became the Doom engine. Um, so yeah, that yes, I, I, their their version of Wolfenstein is not the same as the original uh, whoever the other developer was. Um, so yeah, this is connected to Wolfenstein 3D, which is more of just like shoot everybody. <laughs> it's just <laughs> shoot shoot your way out of Nazi so. There's prison. almost two. There's two. There's
1: almost two different types of archetypes of Mm -hmm. Wolfenstein then. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's, that's pretty interesting. And you know, uh, some of the other things I really loved about this game, like I said, you really can play it however you want to, if you want to be a punch him in the face type of gamer, you can do that. If you want to be a sneaky person, at least through the level, through the two hours that I played, you can do that as well uh you can sneak around with a silenced pistol and a knife Mm -hmm. and play it like almost like assassin's creed and see how many people you can take out before anyone notices that you're there there's also a ton of puzzles and hidden collectibles which i love i'm a completionist gamer and so the game doesn't really hold your hand which i also love for example I found a pile of ordnance, tossed a grenade out at it just because I was curious. I was like, huh, what if this blew up? That'd be kind of cool, right? Uh, and lo and behold, it does. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it turns out that, you know, it blows a hole in the ground. And not only does it blow up, but you can go through that hole on the ground. And if you do, you find a collectible which I would have never known this stuff if I didn't just try things out. And I'm glad that I never really uh, looked anything up about Wolfenstein because my expectations are zero. I don't have (laughs) expectations, really. Uh And so they're easy to surpass. And it's bringing the type of uh, old school excitement that I found back in the day when I would find what are now my favorite game series, like when I found Morrowind. You know, I, I didn't know anything about Morrowind. By the way, Mor- Morrowind also on Game Pass, go check it out if you haven't. Mm-hmm. Old game, you're gonna have to suspend your disbelief for it. But like I'm saying, it's it was a, I, I have suspended any disbelief that I might've had in this game series. And I'm very <laughs> thankful for it. Uh, right now in the game, I'm inside a castle there's tons of Nazi treasure. There are Enigma codes that I want to find, but I'm trying to be stealthy so that I don't alert anyone as I take out the commanders because for me in my headcanon that's just a little bit more believable. You know, a little bit more a little bit more let's say Martin Scorsese, a little bit less Quentin Tarantino. But if if you're the opposite, you can do that too. And so I'm really enjoying that about this game and you know, this is a game where I feel like and and please don't correct me if i'm wrong because I, lo- I i'm loving the the blissful ignorance right now if i miss something i feel like i may have a different ending as opposed to someone who got 100% completion i just i feel like there's really there, there are things that are easy to miss uh, and i'm checking behind every staircase and things like that and, and it it, re- it seems like this game regardless of how the ending plays out it rewards those players who are thorough about it
0: Uh, Yeah, and that harkens back to Wolfenstein 3D also. Um, The idea that there's hidden things in the walls and collectibles and things like that. So the spirit of this game is very much tied to the original. Um, I also play like you do. I'm stealthy until I get found, and then I just blow everybody up. So I try to take out as many people as I can before they notice me, especially in, like, earlier situations in the game where it's like, oh, you're, you know, like, it feels like you're overwhelmed rather than you're, like, assaulting something. Yeah. but yeah yeah the other thing that you need to check out after you finish this one is the uh it was kind of a uh dlc that came out after new order that was a standalone and it's not as long but it's called the old blood it's on game pass as well and that one delves in more into the occult side of what the nazis are doing and it, it is pretty cool like i like i like Dude. when i like when stuff talks about like the occult and the nazis together because then then it's just super evil you know it's like necromancy and stuff and then it's just like oh 20th century necromancy drilling to
1: the center of the earth to release the magma upon the allies yeah the old <laughs> yeah, blood
0: I I know bring back the spirits yeah. of the emperor or whatever i don't know i don't even that's not even a quote but um but yeah you should you're gonna want to play that one next
1: that reminds me of all of these cheesy, uh, history channel pseudo documentaries that I just, they're a guilty pleasure. Mm -hmm. I love them. Mm -hmm. Even though so many of them take things wildly out of context and extrapolate them. And, and, you know, I understand that it's not actual history, Mm -hmm. but it's fun and Mm -hmm. it's entertaining to watch as long as you keep that in mind. But you know, about, about, uh, Wolfenstein it's, I'm very impressed with the graphics, considering that the new order is not exactly like a new game. You know, it's oh, it's, yeah. it's more toward it's closer to ten years old than it is to one year old. And so, I bet the new one, which I believe is from Arcane, mm-hmm. looks amazing.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. And the the games have always had a very clean art style, um, a very a very clean aesthetic. The, the characters are a little chunkier than real people the items in the world are a little bit thicker than real people so there's it's not a cartoon but it's always it's got this like it's a video game you know it's a it's a video game but it has a very clean aesthetic to it so yeah absolutely I think you should try I think you should just continue through the series um there's one before Youngblood that you want to play called the New Blood or something what is that one called um I'll have to look it up but there you're gonna want to play one before Youngblood when you do play Youngblood then there's wolfenstein two
1: which i know is the colossus uh well
0: uh yeah i forget which order wolfenstein new order was first right and then wolfenstein two the new colossus that's right okay yeah the new colossus that one came out after so you want to play that and then uh the young blood one right that's the that's the most recent one um, because it continues the story.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay. This, so that's that's awesome. So it looks like I've got my my uh, work cut out for me, and it looks like I will be playing uh, a lot of Wolfenstein over the next <laughs> couple months. Maybe it depends on how long well, each game takes.
0: As long as you enjoy it, um, y- you, you can shoot your it, way I'm, through them. I'm, relatively I'm not quickly. sure.
1: How about if if I'm being as thorough as I am as a gamer, (laughs) how long is it really going to take me? Is it going to take me to like maybe 30 hours per game?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You're looking at about 30 hours per game, maybe 20 to 30 hours, depending on how thorough you are. Um, If you shoot your way through, you can probably beat each game in in maybe 15 hours. Um, The the newest game actually has co-op. You can play through it cooperatively as the two girls and you both play one of the roles. Um, I haven't played that one, so that one might be fun to try together once you get to it.
1: That would be awesome. I'd love that. Um, and so I'm, I am planning on playing a uh, uh, and spending a lot of time playing the Wolfenstein series. I'm thoroughly intrigued, and I'm glad that I was turned on to this series. But something that I'm not quite sure that I'm going to be playing um, as much of, <laughs> certainly not thirty hours of, is Overcooked Two. Uh-huh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I started playing. I started playing. <laughs> We're laughing because if you've played overcooked, then you know it's uh it, it's a cute and whimsical game, but man, the looks are deceiving and and it's kind of I'm looking over at my girlfriend and it, and it's kind of like this is one anxiety producing game. I used to wait tables uh, when I was in high school and I waited tables just for some extra cash. I would I would rather do that <laughs> than actually play overcooked too because because at least I'm getting rewarded. When I'm waiting tables, but with Overcooked, it's like, I feel like after I've completed a level, I look around and I'm like, I need a drink.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've played through Overcooked and Overcooked 2. I haven't played every level. Uh, But my wife and my son have because we started Overcooked a few years ago when it came out and my son was like seven or eight Yeah, try playing this game with a seven or eight year old. It's very hard to do without getting angry and being like, no, you're letting the thing burn, move the Okay, so to describe for our audience, it is a top down game where you are these funny little, like almost like little bobble characters, um, and you run around a kitchen and you're given a recipe and you have to, it's just like any other cooking game where you have to put things and do things in the right order, you know, chop up the, the lettuce, put it in a bowl, chop up the tomato, put it in the bowl, add the dressing, uh, move the move the bowl with the finished salad to the thing so it can go out to the to the person shopping, and then you make money, right? And then you try to get to the next thing. And when you're doing this with multiple people in the worst designed kitchens in the world, while say traveling down a highway between two truck beds, or on a river, <laughs> or whatever, you're in these ridiculous situations. You would or never hot air balloon. Hot air balloon. You would never put the the sink where you clean the the dishes on the other side of a chasm across the grand canyon that was a terrible place to put it because you can't get to it when you need to clean the dishes and you need another dish and you can't get your meal out so this is the way it works so you have to coordinate it so that somebody's on one place and you're in another place and you're looking ahead and you're you're you know one person's prepping the food and the other person's getting out the food and bringing in the new dishes and and, uh, inevitably something goes wrong and you end up yelling at your Significant other, and then you're in therapy or you're getting a divorce, and then you know your life is ruined. So, yes, so that's <laughs> overcooked too for you. That's the entire game.
1: <laughs> How to ruin your relationship in 10 minutes. Yes, if, if you, you enjoy play it, that,
0: if play you, overcooked. If you enjoy it or you play it with say friends that you don't care if you stay friends with, go for it. Go for it. Uh, if you're the troll in the group and you just want to piss everyone else off by like. Not turning off the pot at the right time and then it burns the soup. Like, yeah, go for it. Uh, but yeah, if you want if you want to maintain healthy relationships, I recommend you avoid it. Um, but yeah, that's overcooked too. And you burned it as well. the
1: pasta for the last time, you son of a gun. You son
0: of a gun. Why would you do that? I didn't do it on purpose. Well, didn't you you were the only one there, didn't you see it? No, no, I was chopping up the meatball meat. Uh, yeah no this is that's the way it goes Uh all right so what else what else did you play or (laughs) do you have any other fun stories from Overcooked? so
1: it's also (laughs) uh that's pretty much it for now my girlfriend and i just played it one evening i'm gonna have to work up the emotional energy to open that again but you know (laughs) for people who are listening to us it's visually it looks like a port of a mobile game that you might play while you're sitting on the toilet yeah, Just, very cartoony, you know, very simple to get your graphics. your expectations really high. Absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, but the next game that I, I spent time playing was City Planning Simulator, excuse me, City Skylines. hmm mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> so that one is very much like you have gone to college for <laughs> urban planning, and you are now sitting in a very state-of-the-art city planning simulator where they're saying okay now build a city under these specifications i'm joking it's addictive it's very addictive and i only played it once but it was for five hours uh (laughs) Uh i don't know if i'd say whether i'd call it fun It felt like it was addictive for the weirdest reasons. I was like, why am I playing this? I'm not really having fun, but I need to do this. Like, I need to create a city that is very efficient, that there's Mm -hmm. enough places for people to live. And they all have electricity and and housing and water and food. And now now they need a mall. Like, (laughs) so it felt like... I, it was a it was an obligation, but it was an obligation that I was like very passionate about fulfilling.
0: yes, this I've played a lot of city skylines. This game has the civilization problem of just like just one more turn. Um, by the time you get, your uh, new residential neighborhood design. Do you realize, oh, I need more commercial jobs for them? And then you start working on that area and then you realize, oh, there's a traffic pile up between the two zones. So now I got to route some more traffic or build a busing line or like there's always one more problem to fix. And the thing that's satisfying about it is when you fix a problem, right? And that's, that's what's appealing about it. And that's what you're, that's what you're saying. You're not sure it's fun so much as addictive. Like you get addicted to the, Oh, look how nice my new zone is. And then you realize the three other problems it made. And then you have to go fix those things. And then you fix those things and you go, Oh, look, my traffic is flowing again. This feels nice. And then, but then you realize that I created another pile up on the other side of your city. And then you got to go deal with that. So yes, th- this game will take up hours of your life, do not play it at night when you have to get up early in the morning for work because this is one of those games where before you notice, before you know it, you'll look up and it'll be three o'clock in the morning and you'll go, oh my God, how did it become three o'clock in the morning? So yeah, absolutely. Now, if you've got plenty of time to play this game, it's actually very well done. There's lots of expansions for it. There's all sorts of content you can make all sorts of different kinds of city designs. It works really well. There's even a lot of mods for it that fix some of the issues with the traffic piling up in certain ways that don't make sense. Like um, in real traffic systems, people will change lanes to go around certain backups, but in some of the ways that the city works, it just doesn't quite do that in a logical method, but there's ways of fixing that. Um, And there's a lot of other content you can get for types of buildings to download. For the games for, for this game in, in particular. So if you want to download real looking buildings like I want an Ikea or I want the Eiffel Tower or whatever you can you, There's all sorts of stuff for that. So um, it this is the top of the city building game. This is the SimCity of the last four years or however long it's been this came out. So if you like those kinds of games, this is the one to get. Definitely try it out.
1: I can I can definitely see how this has the one more turn problem you know before you know it like you said it's 3 a.m and and now you've slept in one too many times because you were playing city skylines and mm-hmm. now you don't have a job right so but first you're a you good played city planner and you lost your relationship <laughs> right. and then mm, and then next, you <laughs> played City Skylines. This is the lost your job. This
0: is the absolute. Um, oh man, this is the absolute combination of like life destroying games. Like get rid of your relationships, get rid of your job, and then you've solved all your other problems other than income, and you can just stay home by yourself playing games all the time. You don't have to worry about relationships or going to work. Who wants that? Right. And then
1: to fulfill that power fantasy that is almost certainly left by the void of a job (laughs) and a relationship, you can play Wolfenstein.
0: Yeah. And take out all the anger you have against yourself, uh, but not self-harm. you shoot Nazis instead. So, yeah, totally works
1: is a healthy circle we got going um but you know the um the game the game actually i'm glad that you mentioned it city skylines you fix a problem and that creates a couple more and that kind of is a good life lesson when you think about it because (laughs) life is a never-ending stream of problems and (laughs) the goal isn't to have no problem the goal is to have the goal is to have better problems
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Yes. And weirdly enough, human psychology is is such that if you remove most of the problems in your life, you will consider the smaller problems to be just as bad as what would have been bigger problems. They take the place of it emotionally. So like when people get really upset about stupid crap, it's because they don't have more important stuff to be upset about. (laughs) We still just get equally as upset about just stupid things when we become too comfortable. Anyway, let's get out of uh, psychology land. Um, so we have uh, some speculation here about some future things. What are you right. where so are we going E3, with
1: this? E3 might be over, however, EA is not done. EA has its EA Plus, uh, EA Play, <laughs> not EA Plus, EA Play <laughs> press conference on July 22nd. And so we can expect a few things, uh, the first of which is not a you know surprise to anyone. That's some Battlefield info. Mm-hmm. The next of which I think that we can expect is something, something on Dragon Age 4. I'm just saying this because Dragon Age is a huge title. falls within EA's umbrella and it's it's a money maker. You can bet that with enough production behind such a huge title like that, they're gonna want to say whatever they have. even if it's like a 30 second teaser. Oh, yeah. I think we're gonna see something on Dragon Age 4. I agree. And if we didn't, if we didn't, you know it's really a missed opportunity. I think another realistic expectation is that we're going to see something along the lines of Star Wars blank. Maybe it's a new Star Wars game. Maybe it's a sequel. Jedi Fallen Order sequel has already been confirmed, but the status is yet unknown. Uh, The status of the production is yet unknown, and that's according to GamesRadar. They have the original reporting there. Um, I think that we can probably expect something on NCAA football, maybe, Maybe they might just put up, you know, a JPEG of EA Sports that's in the game, and then you know, a football icon. Maybe it's just something very small like that, just to let people know that they mm. are working on it. Yeah. And as an NCAA football fan, like the uh, both a fan of the real sport and the video games, this is huge for me. The last game that came out was 2014, and so it feels like a lifetime ago that I was actually able to play as my favorite college and create a a, a character and then lead them through their college career and then import them into Madden for their Madden career. I'm super psyched about something like this maybe coming through. And if you didn't hear about it, there was a Supreme court ruling either today or yesterday that came out where the NCAA ruled along the lines of the student athletes that they actually can get paid as opposed to, to the NCAA, which was saying that they don't owe them any money, uh, not even modest payments.
0: Mm. Well, that's a big deal. I'm sure that's going to change things.
1: Yeah, it, it, it will. It'll shake things up, uh, quite a lot. And the last thing that I think that we can expect. And when I say can expect, I, I want to stress that maybe on this part is that maybe, maybe we'll see something about Mass Effect. And if we do see something about Mass Effect, my guess is that it's gonna be either about Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, or it's gonna be that Mass Effect Legendary Edition is coming to EA Play. And I only say this because normally games that have been released by an EA company, they, or an EA Studio, they, they come out, but they take a long time to come to EA Play. I think this is going to come to EA Play sooner than the other ones, mainly because, in my opinion, the strategic business decision to release Mass Effect Legendary Edition was merely to create hype for the next Mass Effect title that's coming out. Mass Effect 4, we'll call it. And so what creates more hype than that while it's releasing Legendary Edition onto EA Play so even more people can play it?
0: Yeah, I can see it coming. I I don't know if it'll come this soon, but hey, it might that'd be cool oh yeah yeah
1: and 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 i'm not saying that they're they're gonna say that it's you know coming to ea play uh tomorrow it, it could very well be 2022 yeah you know holiday January season 2022 or something yeah. like that yeah but they might announce it yeah Right. maybe yeah interesting and there was a also some other big news that we may have slept on and it's that a former Bethesda employee joined Bioware as a narrative producer specifically to work on Mass Effect 4. This is basically an internal communications role. I looked into it. I I looked Mm. at what they're actually doing and according to several different games uh, reporting websites, the narrative producer is just a role which helps teams within the company coordinate with each other. So there's not a ton of creative independence here or creative control i wouldn't i wouldn't take this as oh someone that worked on the story of skyrim is going to help work on the story of mass effect 4 that's not what's happening uh in fact the person who went to bioware ea is was mainly working on eso online among the other uh projects that bethesda had him doing so that's some uh that's some news to top it all off here uh but yeah. do you have anything uh going on in the near future before the next episode tom
0: yeah that's, that's some interesting news um yeah i'm interested to see what what information we get it's still a month away but you know it could be some some big stuff and it is kind of interesting that they weren't at e3 so i'm sure we'll get at least a big announcement or two and maybe something that we didn't even expect um let's see we've uh, you and i do the mass effect Lorecast, cast so if you speaking of mass effect if you're a mass effect fan and you want to check out any information about the things in mass effect you may or may not have already known and there's a lot that people have been writing us about and saying like oh my god i didn't know the lore was this deep um so go check out the mass effect lore cast it's available everywhere on different podcatchers it's also available on the robots radio youtube channel you can check it out there and um other than that i've got a bunch of shows that i do regularly robotsradio.net for all of my shows and our shows and the other shows on the network if you are into the lore of a video game there's a fairly sizable chance that i do a show about it whether it's fallout or elder scrolls or the witcher or dungeons and dragons or mass effect um or cyberpunk i do all those shows and we'd love to have you come listen um other than that i think i'm going to be playing some sea of thieves tomorrow on stream so you guys are welcome to come hang out with me uh i think Toasty's going to join us if you guys know toasty he's he co-hosts the witcher lore lore cast with me and he's He's a big Sea of Thieves, Thieves fan. Um, I wish Captain Logan could join me. He does the Keelhauled podcast, and he also is my co-host on the Cyberpunk Lorecast. And he he knows a ton about Sea of Thieves, but he works on these really, at these really weird hours. So I don't know that I'll be able to play with him, but I would love to get his perspective on it uh, while in game. I think that would be a lot of fun. But that's what I got going on. What are you What are you doing? Fixing your Xbox? So as you. <laughs>
1: As you may have so, as you may have seen, actually, my Xbox is fine now. So what? I think, you know, fingers crossed. I'm pretty sure that I will be able to stream now. Uh, so all right, looks like the Xbox fixed itself. We basically unplugged it, let it sit for a long time, plugged the TVs back in, and everything, and wow, voila! Well, good luck. Uh, I hope. Hopefully hope I'm not going to have to buy a new Xbox or expedite the the PC uh because that would have hurt uh but yeah. yeah so that being said i am going to be streaming mass effect as well as wolfenstein so if you're interested in seeing either one of those games or if you're interested in seeing me play you know pretty much any game pass game i'm down for it i have a very fast internet connection right now so i should take advantage of the fact that if someone requests me to download <laughs> a game it's not going to take too long yeah um yeah and that being said i also am planning to jump back into some grand theft auto this week so if anyone plays Grand Theft Auto on Xbox and I'm playing all these games on Xbox then I am also down to group up
0: Awesome. Awesome stuff. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. And um, we'd love to hear what you're playing and your thoughts on some of the games that we've talk and, talked about. And uh, especially Dark Alliance. If you try it out this coming week and you have extra thoughts to add to the things that we mentioned, please let us know. And you're always welcome to join us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can just search it in Google. It'll come right up. It's in the show notes. There's lots of ways to get to it. Uh, you can even find it at robotsradio.net if you want to use that as a link to get to it. And um, we have a huge community there. Lots of people talking about all sorts of stuff. And we'd love to have you join us. Um, But that's it for us this week. We'll be back next week with some more new info about what's going on the Xbox Game Pass. So stay tuned for that. And we'll see you guys then. All right, everybody. See you later. shows at
1: robotsradio.net Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's How's Moving Castle mm-hmm. with a face. Mm-hmm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandebos. <laughs> Because one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. Plop. This is your d and campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. <laughs> so join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?